Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, this is In Wheel Time, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad, DeLong, Jeffrey Zekin in the corner, Don Armstrong here, glad you could join us today. And uh, we had hoped to uh, have Gina Child Knowles on the line with us. She's not there yet, but I had to remind everybody that this is an open practice day for those racers out at Houston Motorsports Park in the new Gulf Coast Racing Series, which is what she has renamed it. And uh, I don't want to steal her thunder in hopes that she's going to call in. I've texted her. Mr. Mars has texted her. And uh, she's busy. If you're listening out there at the track, go find her. (laughs) (laughs) Grab me a hot dog, too, while you're there. Yeah. I don't know if they got hot dogs out there today. Not on practice day, unless they've got them in their their pits. Yeah. A good corn dog, it sounds really good right about now. A lot of mustard. A lot of mustard. A lot of mustard. Yellow mustard, though. No, Not the uh, spicy mustard. Oh, we got to have the spicy. Okay. You you like the I, yellow? No, I, I like the spicy, the the seeded mustard, but I'm not a on a corn dog, just a pure yellow. I like mustard, the well, and I, and I and I appreciate that. You but I, I like the horseradish mustard myself. Well, I, the stuff you have in your kitchen mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. You are Coops. a little seedy. Coops. Yes, I am. Okay, so uh, since she hasn't uh, checked in, I'm going to steal her thunder. Okay. Uh, why not? <clears throat> so, Gulf Coast Racing Series is the new name. It used to be uh, Texas Short Track, Track Racing, Racing Series. Series. Right. And it's still that, but the new name is Gulf Coast Racing Series. And the reason that it is now Gulf Coast Racing Series is because Gina has acquired the rights to use Mobile International Speedway. It's a half-mile banked asphalt oval in Mobile, Alabama. And, yes, it is a day's drive over there. But she has four races scheduled at Mobile. Uh, And uh, the race days at Mobile are May 1st, June 5th, June 26th, and July 10th. I had originally told her that I would help her over there, but, you know, with the number of dates that it is, uh, she actually... You crawfished on her. (laughs) Okay. Crawfished on her. Boiled her. Well, it's it's time and distance, and you just won't have to... Well, it's time and distance, but I'm already committed to her to do... Uh, the, All the ones here in Houston. Yeah, the ones here in Houston. And, you know, it's working a full-time job and being on call every other weekend, it's kind of difficult to schedule all that stuff. You're kind of like a doctor. No, I'm not. Well, I am a doctor. A doctor of love, baby. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, boy. I was going to say, he's the, tr- right he's the traffic that. doctor. He needs his own No, I'm boy. not the traffic doctor. I used to be the traffic doctor. I'm not anymore. So, at any rate. Uh, today is an open practice day out at Houston Motorsports Park, so no crowds, nothing like that, no races per se. It is open practice, mm-hmm. so you know the guys can test and tune, get te- your car set up, yeah, get all around. that. Because the first race out there is Saturday, April the third. Okay, Saturday, April the third is the first race out there. Three weeks, something like that. Yep. Yep. And so, with that in mind, here are the other dates out at Houston Motorsports Park. Uh, May 29th, July 3rd, July 17th, September 4th, and September 11th. And there may be another one in there uh, later on. She hasn't 
given us a specific date, but I thought that you would be interested in, in those dates. Now, if you want to have some fun and need a little out-of-town trip, what would be really fun is you, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a jaunt over to Mobile. I'll tell you that. It's a day's oh, yeah. drive over there. But uh, there's plenty to do in Mobile and uh, around Mobile Bay, and it's a beautiful time. I spent uh, two, three summers over there at a place called Point Clear, which is on the eastern shores of Mobile Bay. And it's a beautiful uh, old hotel that's been updated, obviously, that was actually the property was used for the injured uh, Confederate soldiers during the Civil War. So there's a lot of history there. No cancel okay. culture. I love that. Yeah, well, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Thanks for reminding them. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Did you have to throw that in there? Yeah, it does. God. <laughs> but at any rate, it's, it's a beautiful hotel. I think Hyatt owns it now, or Marriott, one or the other. But it's a beautiful hotel there. It's very different, but it's really cool. Old. Oh, well, no. no I ho- mean, historical. Not historic, yeah. yes, because the hotel is not the original, but it, it's, it's a beautiful place on Mobile Bay. So the, my idea would be to take off on a Friday, drive over there, spend the night at the hotel on Friday night, and maybe Saturday, too, Saturday night. But go to the races in Mobile. It's just across the bridge in Mobile and, uh, and take in the race on Saturday night. Sleep in, night. sleep in late on Sunday and then drive back on Sunday afternoon. Be a fun trip. It would be a fun trip. So at any rate, that's Mobile International Speedway. And I'm sure that if you look it up online, you'll find all of the information. Half that you mile need to. banked oval. Half mile banked oval. Kind of like, kinda like uh, uh, Meyer Speedway was. Oh, I didn't realize it was a half mile. It was that's a half mile. That's, that's a decent-sized yeah. track. It is. And it's, uh, it's, uh, to me, it's a perfect-sized track. Well, um, uh, what is it that's on the NASCAR circuit? Bristol's a half mile. Right. And dirt now. And Well, yeah, they put the dirt <laughs> over the top of, of it yeah. in a couple of weeks. That's well, going to be fun to they watch. They put sawdust, a layer of sawdust, then clay, then dirt. So it's layered. It's like a... Yeah, because you've uh, got to build the dirt up right. high enough. But I guess the sawdust gonna, is, is... Is like a congeals and makes sure the dirt stays in place. Sticks well, to it. Yeah. Yeah, holds it together. But Fiber. That, that's going to rut up. You know, these guys, uh, that's going to be a hoot to watch. Yeah, to watch the big boys uh, bouncing around inside their cars. So anyway, April 10th is open practice over there. Then the races that she's got scheduled so far are going to be May 1st, June 5th, June 26th, and July 10th. Those are the race dates. May 1st, June 5th, June 26th, and July 10th. And they're still NASCAR. They're still NASCAR series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanctioned. Yeah. Sanctioned. It's the uh, Advanced Auto Parts NASCAR Weekly Series. That's cool. So, at any rate, it's going to be. She's really created a series for Drivers here locally and over there, the Gulf Coast. Because remember, their drivers it was all gone. The drivers were over there, right. mainly in the Florida, Georgia, Alabama area, Florida Georgia line. And so now they've got two racetracks they can compete <laughs> against. So anyway, that, that that's a good thing. Get okay. There, also, folks. the other thing that I wanted to tell everybody is is that the Gator Nationals are this week. Drag racing is back, and they got a full schedule this year. Um, and uh, so Don's got his red pumps ready for the drag we racing. We woke Sue's up; she got up on that. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, they had uh, first round of qualifying last evening, actually. And so, uh, Ron Caps, Steve Torrance, Ron Caps in funny car, Steve Torrance in uh, top fuel dragster, Erica Enders, and Angel Sampay. 
Yeah, uh, they are all number one qualifiers. And she she, so quali- she qualified with a 6.52. This early in the season, that is lightning fast. Yeah. yeah. Hard to beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so with that in mind, Gator Nationals this weekend, uh, we are committed. The In Wheel Time Star Show. We, we should be committed. <laughs> in Wheel Time is committed to uh, have another appearance. Thank you, Seth. Angel out at uh, Houston Raceway Park. Raceway Park. Well, Motorsports Park, Raceway Park. It's hard to keep the two. Anyway. Car Park. We're going to go to the Mopar Express Lane NHRA Spring Nationals presented by Pennzoil. And that's coming up May 21st through the 23rd. So we're going to be there. be in the spring this year. Yep. And uh, we'll have all of our great interviewers, uh, including Antron Brown. I know everybody loves Antron. Yeah, he's an absolute hoot. He's got some cool videos of this weekend at Gator Nationals. Just happy to be. And so does Erica on on her Facebook page. Just they're so happy to be back at the track. We all are. There's fans. You know, it's it's almost back to normal. And announced this week, uh, NHRA Fall Nationals. Tickets are on sale now for the Texas Motorplex, and that's going to be October 6th through the 10th. So if you're into drag racing, mark mark that on your calendar. Thought you'd like all that information. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all that I had. Did you have anything else? Did you, you want to do the racing calendar here or no? Yeah, we can do the racing calendar. So, Since we're on the subject. Um, you know, this weekend is uh, uh, the Gator Nationals, like Don talked about. Next weekend is IMSA, the 12 Hours of Sebring. And, again, the Corvettes are going to be racing. Uh, they actually typically, the 24 Hours of Le Mans was happening in early June. They've moved that until the middle of August this, this, this time, which is kind of surprising because it's going to be pretty hot. So it's going to be a different challenge for all those guys driving. Uh, next weekend is Atlanta for the NASCAR Cup. And then March 28th, we just talked about Bristol and the dirt track. Uh, Circuit of the Americas, NASCAR is coming to Austin, Texas Yay. to run Coda, and that's going to be May 23rd. I was wondering if we were going to get to go on in-wheel time, but we're going to be someplace better because we're going to be out at Baytown at the NHRA event. So join us there. Uh, IndyCar starts the 16th of uh, April at uh, Birmingham Barber Motorsports Park. And then uh, it's N- outside of Atlanta. Outside of Atlanta. And then uh, NHRA this weekend. They're also in Atlanta on the 28th of, of March. And then the weirdest thing is the Winter Nationals, which was traditionally the opening event for NHRA, is going to be April 11th. And that's going to be in Pomona. Formula One racing starts in two weeks at Bahrain. Um, so lots of stuff coming and going. But, uh, again, Wrench Rally, which to me I think is it, – it's not a race, but it's, it's going to be a fun event. And that's going to be April 9th. And that's going to leave Houston, go to Las Vegas, uh, donate those cars, and then fly back. For a very, very good cause. And then you would, you had already mentioned uh, uh, Gulf Coast Racing Series is uh, April 3rd and uh, May 29th and then you know, July, th- July 3rd. So they're going to have the 4th of July event again. Yeah. And don't forget, uh, next weekend we're going to be broadcasting live from Tailpipes and Tacos at the Lupi Tortilla Mexican Restaurant, 8 to 11 a.m., and that's the hours of the actual cruise-in. Um, remember, last month... Rained out. It was well, like was zero degrees. Freeze, yeah, froze out. Bust out. But the people showed up. Out. I was kind of, I was kind of proud of the Houston car community that 
you know, because there, yes, you, there were several you, you cars. Said Stan said folks were showing up. Yeah, that they showed up anyway, and you know that's that's who we are. We do those sort of things. Plus, not only that, we've been cooped up for a year. Yes, and um, everybody's looking to get out and do stuff, and anything. <laughs> yeah, including driving to Las Vegas in two days in an old hoopty yeah, well, or a crap crap. What do you call it? Crap car. Crap car. Crap car. Crap box. No, he called, it was a crap car. It's crap car. Well, whatever the case may be. I mean, that's what I had in school, crap car. Well, that's what you learn to appreciate cars on. Go out yeah. there, brand new car, 16 years old, you don't appreciate it. Excuse me? There was a time where when I was 16, I had a car, and then the next five brand years. brand new one? It was a hand-me-down at the time. It was maybe well, a year yeah, old. that's what we're saying. Uh, but I had five cars in five years. Fixed them up, sold them, and uh, they were all new. Yeah, I had a 77 GMC van, bought new. Had my dad's 442. That was fairly new. Yeah. See, there's a, there's an Oldsmobile in his history. Yeah, absolutely. My dad worked for Oldsmobile, well, General Motors, and Olds Division. Yeah. I always wondered what was wrong with you. I know. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but I wasn't born in the East Coast, and I'm not from Oklahoma. So there No, you but go. you were born in Detroit. <gasps> well, there you go. Oh, my gosh. When I worked for General Motors, every time I, I went to Detroit on business, I never left my return ticket at the hotel room just in case something happened. I was always in my shirt pocket just so I could make sure I could get born, out of there. Born in Detroit. Isn't that some sort of uh, Steve... Perry song or what? what is it? The, born in Detroit. I think it's San Francisco. But uh, Yeah. Just, you would know that. <laughs> um, well, so, Ted Nugent, the madman. Yeah. I, I had some. Well, we, you, okay. So I'll let you choose. You got some other stories? I do. Well, one of the stories is you heard the new Ram 1500 Eco Diesel is going to be rated at 33 miles per gallon on the highway. Good for them. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. And then they now, said uh, that the Dakota name is going to come back. Well, that's rumored. Uh, the Maverick name is going to come back, and I got a story on that. Oh, yeah. So we have a choice here. We can either do five tips for keeping your garage organized, or I can tell you about uh, a tribute to Bruce Myers from the Historic Vehicle Association, father of the fiberglass dune buggy. Oh, Daddy, tell us a tribute to, to uh, You want to do that? Myers. Gather yeah. around the fire, kids. The Myers-Manks. Born in Los Angeles, California, 1926, Bruce Myers grew up uh, to become, in his words, a true beach bum and led a life that would make him the archetypical father of the famed dune buggy. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, While skimming the beaches on sand sailors he built, that's what they used to call them, Myers started to notice the water pumpers, or early dune buggies, crudely fabricated from stripped car chassis. Myers thought they looked fun and decided to build his own, but would use his fiberglass boat-building skills to craft one of his own. So he observed the most capable vehicles on the sand were rear-engine Volkswagens, including his own Volkswagen bus. Oh, I didn't realize he he started as a bus. Fitted with oversized flotation tires, he used his little red riding bus to frequent the beaches of Baja and put it into action on the sand pulling friends across the wake on water skis. With these experiences in mind, he decided to build a fiberglass buggy off of the air-cooled German vehicles and set out to make a few friends. Mm -hmm. And he did just that. Um, It's quite the story, and I don't want to bore you with the entire thing, but starting with the scale clay model designed around the basic architecture of the Volkswagen Beetle, Myers built his buggy from scratch and handcrafted the fiberglass monocoque tub, 
one piece. He finished the first one for himself in 1964, nicknamed Old Red. He went on to construct a handful of models for friends, and upon seeing them, others began clamoring for Myers to start selling his fiberglass wonder car. His wife at the time, Shirley, worked for Road and Track magazine. And with I the never, help, I never knew that. Yeah, and with the help, and with the help of editors of the publication, they came up with the name for the buggies, the Manx. M A N X. M A N X. And launched B. F. Myers and Company in 1967. Myers Banks was available as a kit car, first using a monocoque body and labor as a fiberglass tub mated to a customer-sourced, shortened Volkswagen Beetle chassis and running gear. Despite building some 7,000 cars and recording over $1.5 million in sales in 1969, Myers was never able to protect and patent his design and eventually was forced out of the business in 1971 by the tidal wave of competitors looking to cash in on the trend uh, that he launched. But the Manx is quite a, a true Manx is quite collectible today. The, yeah, the couple restarted the Manx brand in 1999 and continued to sell kits and complete cars built for none other than Myers himself until just recently. Uh, Truesdale Ventures purchased the company in 2020 from Myers to carry on the Manx legacy. So now, you can the, still buy them. The, the patent, yeah. he couldn't get a patent for it. it be, is it because he was using other existing products because of the patent? I don't know. I would imagine and that was probably part of, it, part of the problem. Could, couldn't of it, get a patent or didn't get a patent? Probably yeah. couldn't. Did he, did I'm he thinking just not didn't. chase no, the because you can get a you patent can get a patent on the same stuff. Well, you just uniquely read well, a, a design exactly. patent would be something. Yeah, might be what because, was available. To be honest, you know, I had I had one of those copies. It wasn't his, but I mean, it was slightly different, and you well, could look at it. You want to see the original? Did it say how much? Did it say how much he was selling them for? You'll have to do the tight shot here. Yeah, right Mike. there. You got it. Okay. Ready? I'm I don't know whether ball. you can see this or not. Yeah. yeah. So the one that it I was, had and the looked, one that Larry looked, had, there was a little difference in the front fenders, and that was there was just a very minor difference in but it. But that is the quintessential <laughs> dune buggy Correct. everybody loved, and then as the, the market ex- understood how popular it was, Every other little swinging hoo-ha jumped in there to build swinging one. hoo-ha. <laughs> you could buy the body. I mean, that's the body was relatively cheap. It was you know you had but to buy the wagon and that cut that it down. That was the attraction of it. it. Was the fact that the simplicity of it, and they told you told you how to cut up uh, uh, basically a frame a yeah. of a beetle, and um, you threw together some stuff, and he sold it as a kit and. And there you go. That was history. Seven thousand layers. Go like that across yeah. the screen. Wouldn't you love to have one of the originals today? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're quite collectible. And then the the gel coat paint they used with the big flake in it. I guess oh, it yeah. looked like a boat. Right. Yeah. Right. Which well, which his boat building he, yeah. he came with yeah. a bo- from a boating yeah. history. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I thought that uh, you would enjoy that. Cool story. Yeah. yeah. So do you happen cool to have this week in auto history, sir? Yeah, is it that time? Give me a one. Well, uh, according to my schedule, it is that time. Okay, well, if it's that time, let's see if uh, this Because we know how you like to expand on the story and embellish yeah, so them. This week in auto history dun, is dun, on dun. fire. And uh, you'll understand that as Uh-oh. we, as we go through some of this. We, There's we, the fire. In 1901, a fire destroyed Oldsmobile Motor Works factory in Detroit, Michigan. An Oldsmobile employee actually pushed out. Go back to that, that curve dash. We lost the screen for a second, John. Okay, go back Seriously. to the curve dash. So he actually pushed out one of like 11 prototypes that they had. 
before the before the fire consumed everything else within the building. So after he pushed out that curve dash, that was the only vehicle that was left, and that went on to become the company's production model was the original Oldsmobile curve dash, and that's tiller steered. So you had a stick in the middle that you steered the vehicle with. Quite a popular car. They sold they sold quite a few of them through the years, but the reason that model was chosen was because everything else had burned in the fire, and then they... It was the only thing left. Right, it was the only thing darned. left. In 1902, the American Automobile Association was organized, um, and, you know, I just thought that was kind of... You know, I guess that's still, the original logo. We love logos. Logo. Yeah, well, there's a couple <laughs> other logo things, but not nearly as good as Jeff's. So, well, in, You mean with the Hyundai? Yeah, the Hyundai uh-huh. logo. So, in, in 1916, the manufacturing firm of Carl Rapp and Gustav Otto merged to become oh my god to become uh, BMW Aircraft Works, and which eventually became BMW or BM, uh, BMW's Automobile Works. But originally, BMW was the manufacturer of airplane engines, well, hence what, the propeller. What does BMW stand for? British Motorworks. Motor now it's Bayerisch Motor Worky. <laughs> I'm sure Where did you find that? It's that's, German. That's what, it's B-A-Y-E-R-I-S-C-H-E, motor. Bavarian Motor Works. Well, Bavarian Motor Works is what it is today. Do they make the little sausages? But that the blue and white <laughs> is actually a, a, lo, a symbol of a propeller uh-huh. in the original BMW logo. So, again, the fire piece of that is they were building uh, engines for airplanes in World War One and World War Two, so they were firing at us. In 1929, a, a fire destroyed uh, the Los Angeles Auto Show, uh, and over 320 cars were destroyed. And I thought this is a pretty interesting car. This is the Auburn Motor Company's uh, cabin speedster that was lost in the in the. That's kind of well. cool looking. It is, yeah. for the time. For back in 1929. It looks like something that used to race at Meyer Speedway. I I, I thought it kind of looked like something that might have raced at Indy as well. It it, it looks like a Carroll Shelby from the firewall back. And and you got to think, you know, it probably had a pretty big engine in it and stuff. So in 1932, again, staying with this this theme of fire, the Communist Party of America (laughs) organized a march on hunger in downtown Detroit, and they marched all the way over to the Ford Company's River Rouge plant to protest labor laws uh, and uh, labor practices there uh, by Henry Ford. You sure that's not Portland? Did Henry even care? Well, here comes the fire part. When the police and firemen were unable to disperse the crowds with uh, fire... No, go back, go back, go back. With fire hoses, um, they actually opened fire on them with, with guns and killed four people. Um, so, again, back to the, the story of fire. First Mustang rolled off the assembly line uh, this week in 1964. Jeff is having finger yeah, problems. Yeah, I am. Well, Absolutely. We, we thought we gave him enough time. So this is production serial number 001, and uh, the first Mustang that was built. And it was built in Mar- in, uh, on March 9th of 1964, but the debut of the Mustang wasn't until April 7th at the 1964 World's Fair in Flushing Meadows, New York City. I was there as a six-year-old child at the World's Fair. My mom worked for General Motors at the time, so I didn't pay any attention to what was going on at the Ford display. And then also in 1969, the Pontiac Firebird was introduced on this day. That's not it. It's rolling. The next picture is. The Pontiac Firebird was introduced on this day and they uh, this week, and they made uh, 697 versions of that Firebird. (laughs) 
Gosh, Jeff, I thought 10 seconds was long enough. Um, and and uh, they only made eight convertibles. They actually know where seven of those convertibles are. They, they're still hunting the eighth, which was probably destroyed somewhere. Okay. You done now? Kind of. Seven minutes later? You told me I had time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here are some of the... Uh, some of the recalls this week. Ready? Mm-hmm. Volvo XC40, 21 to 22 models. Uh, high voltage disconnect may cause drive power loss. <laughs> They're recalling 22 models and they haven't even started building them yet. <laughs> Engine control model, uh, I'm sorry, module malfunction on the Audi A8 and S8 from 19 through 21. Uh, tire failure may cause sudden air loss. You think? <laughs> Is this Firestone? No, I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> They've done it twice before. This is a General Motors recall, and it's darn near everything from Buick to Cadillac to Chevrolet to GMC. Catastrophic tire failure. Yeah. That's not a good day. No, it's not a good day. Sounds like the Firestone fiasco with Ford years ago. Um, high beam malfunction on Land Rovers. Lots of them. Well, a lot High of beam them. malfunction on a Jaguar F-Pace. Tire Same. failure may cause sudden air loss in the Mercedes-Benz AMG and the GLE. Spark plugs may cause engine damage on the Mercedes-Benz AMG CLA 45 from the 2020 model year. Porsche Macan, uh, it's being recalled from the 17, I'm sorry, the 15 to the 18 model years for front passenger seat occupancy sensor. The mat may fail. Hmm. I don't know what. Okay, the mat. I guess that's their temperature sensor. Okay, seat occupancy sensor mat. Oh, Oh. so that's the passenger seat. You put your butt on. That turns the airbag on and off. And the Volkswagen Atlas uh, from 2021. All that stuff is being recalled. Put in your. VIN number at safercar.gov, and you'll find out if you are one of those. And check often, because you need to probably check two or three times a year, because you never know when they're going to recall whatever it is That's you're right. driving. They're constantly putting stuff out. Okay, time now for a quick break. In-wheel time continues right after this. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, March 20th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free, and everyone is invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods, all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, March 20th, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy. The in-wheel time car show will be there, too. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise in, March 20th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy, weather permitting. Is your business or company looking to stand out in a crowded advertising market? Looking to reach the real auto enthusiast? You found it. You're listening or watching In Wheel Time, and so are your fellow enthusiasts. The In Wheel Time car show now reaches half a million, and we can put together a marketing plan that will engage them in your product, business, or service. To get the tires rolling, just shoot us an email to our marketing director, Jeff Zekin. His address is jeff at inwheeltime.com. 
That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.